The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when nickels down. Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Formula of Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Monday. This is Thanksgiving week. Uh, hope everyone enjoying themselves and the safety out there. We are in Arizona. I'm in the studio with Alex Clancy, as always. Alex did a good job of hosting the show all last week. So I heard and so I hear. Because I did listen to the show. I'm like, ah, this guy don't need me to call in. He, he's doing pretty good. So uh, welcome to the show, Alex. Yo. Yo, that's how, that's how he. That, yeah, it wasn't like that. Thank you. Here. Thank you for that. No, it was, but, it was pretty good. He had some guests in. Uh, I did call in on Friday. Was it mm-hmm. Friday? Yeah. So I was in Orlando. I got I, I got to tell uh I didn't go to Christina's. Is that what it was? Christini's, I think. Christini's. No, man, I went to the Brazilian restaurant. It was pretty good. Yeah. And then come to come to find out there's one around the corner from my house. Oh, wow. Called, same one? No, oh, the, oh, a different same, Brazilian restaurant. Yeah, but it's, you know, same format, Brazilian yeah. bull. So, I'm going to I'm going to do that this week. I went twice. I was like, man, I couldn't eat it. I couldn't eat this much. It was <laughs> and it was pretty good, too. Learned a little Brazilian. Which is Spanish, which is nothing but that. But welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of football. We uh, talk about the game last night, which was two games in one. Um, if somebody's looking for somebody to blame, and then, let me say this before we get into that, because we're gonna get into that down the road. It's not Wes Walker. Yeah. It's not yeah. Wes Walker. So don't even. I mean, you can call in, and we can we can talk about that. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Uh, but that was a pretty pretty good game last night, the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos. New England Patriots end up winning. Other than that, there's a whole lot more football, Alex, uh, going on. We we talked about the Cardinals. You, you mentioned there's a good. This was a good week and weekend coming up for the um, Arizona teams, Arizona football teams. U of A beat Oregon, ASU. Uh, they beat uh, who was that game? UCLA. The UCLA, uh, which was a. I thought that would be a tough game. It ended up it ended up being a tough game. Um for for a while, ASU had control of that game. USC started working their way back. Huntley, I think the quarterback for UCLA, uh went to Chandler High School. Oh, Pretty did? good. Made some mistakes in that game, but they were able to bounce back because of what they've been doing all year. Uh Arizona Cardinals winning uh seventy four. We can talk about the scenarios that's going down like that. San Francisco forty nine ers play tonight. They play Washington. They are six and four. If they lose the game, then they can easily be this. This will put them in sixth place, um, or outside of sixth place for the wild card spot because of the loss in the conference games. Uh, they did beat the uh, Arizona Cardinals first game, mm-hmm. uh, which may have a, hold a tiebreaker if it comes down to it. But then it goes into the conference games that they were that the both teams have played. Arizona Cardinals beat Carolina Panthers. They beat the Colts. And those are two teams that San Fran lost to. 
So it would come down to the Arizona Cardinals having the first wild card spot in this NFC West. Um, but if they win, the San Francisco 49ers, they, if they beat Washington tonight, Monday Night Football, then they 7-4, and it comes down to really the final games of the season of the wins and loss. Yeah, absolutely. They, they end the season here against San Francisco, the Cardinals do. So they go to Seattle and then end here in San, with San Francisco. So uh, they need to get as many wins under their belt as possible before then, just in case. Um, I've already got tickets. I've already reached out to a couple people for tickets for the San Francisco game because I think it's, that really will come down to a playoff spot right there because one of them is going to come out of, of the NFC West. Right, and I've been um, speaking to tickets. People have been asking me for a bunch of tickets too. and I, It's not like I got them on my dresser. Um, I have to go through some people also. But, you know, when the Cardinals found out, the Cardinals have done all the right things. They've, they've done some of the right things as far as uh, changing the organization, changing the mindset, uh, the structure, the perception of that team. Uh, but they are... When the game is most important, I, I don't think ticket prices should go up. Um, right. the, and sometimes we find that to happen out here in Arizona. Especially once basketball you, games, like once, depending on who comes and plays. Right, it doesn't even matter if it's important or not. If you got loyal fans, price should be what it is. Because uh, I'm going to come to the game when you're playing nobody. Uh, but when you so-called televised, a huge televised game, like the Pats and the Broncos were, because they moved that game. That game was scheduled during the day. They moved that to primetime spot. When you when you so-called playing a primetime game, you want your fans in the stadium, keep your fans in the stadium, keep the same price. Uh, but this um, San Fran game is, is important in a lot of ways yeah. for the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, their next uh, – let me, let me see what their schedule, their next opponents are. They play the Eagles. They go to Philly <laughs> next week. They go, they're at Philly. Then they got the uh, St. Louis Rams coming in. At home, they have to win that game. They have to Because they've already game. lost to the, to the Rams once, I think, or it was a close game. And then they're at Tennessee and at Seattle. They, this, yeah, I mean, this is, this is paving the way for a playoff run here. They have to win the next two games. I mean, the next three games. If if they're if they're a playoff contender, they should win the next three games. These are these are controlling your own destinies games coming up right here. Ed Philly, who was hot, who's a, uh, I think they retired for first with Dallas in the NFC East. St. Louis, who's been beating teams. Now that their quarterback is gone, they've found the way to rally around. St. Louis is sitting five and six. Uh, they had Philly, who's sitting six and five. The Tennessee team, that Tennessee team, they got to go on the road to play Tennessee. That is a team that's up and down. You, you thought Tennessee, because Tennessee can easily, five and six is where they are, but I think they can easily be uh, eight and three. Now they started the season three and one. Right, eight and three, uh, that team. But if you're the Arizona Cardinals and you're going into this four-game stretch, which is possible, if you want to be that playoff team, you want to get get into the playoff and make some noise, that last game, December 22nd, against Seattle, Seattle could have already clinched, yep. and things could be different as far as who's on the field playing for Seattle. Absolutely, but you also don't want to give up any sort of momentum, any sort of momentum or letting a division opponent come into your place and beat you right. just because you're clinched doesn't. Also, there's a lot of things at stake as far as with Seattle. They're, they're win game, they're games, they win-loss games at home. Um, they want to keep that intact. Obviously, you want your fans who's going to come out to in Seattle on December 22nd uh, which is an outdoor arena, always raining, always mostly cold. <clears throat> you want them to pay their money, get their money's worth, uh, and see the Seattle team win, and not have them say, "Well, you understand, we we clinched. We want to keep our players." Well, healthy. yeah, I mean, uh, above all else, you also want to win the best overall record, so you can have home field throughout the playoffs. Throughout the playoffs. And, and New England is nine and two, or no, uh, New Orleans is nine and two, and Carolina Carolina's eight and three, and they both have to play each other. They have to play each other twice. 
So that can muddy the waters there for them unless uh, New Orleans wins both or Carolina wins both. But they Seattle needs to win every game. Right. They have to win every game. They're not going to clinch best record overall by, by week 16. They no, just won't. They, yeah, so that, that implications of uh, what needs to be done and who needs to get it done as far as Seattle, San Francisco, the Arizona Cardinals, and the NFC West. Uh, St. Louis could be that thorn in someone's side. They they have a pretty good team. They have weapons, weaponry. Well, Zach Stacy's is one of the best uh, young running backs in the league now. Yeah, uh, the numbers he's put up. But this is what it is. The Arizona Cardinals need to find a way. They're 74. Um, probably not many thought they would be 74 at this time. I, what, what did I predict them? I picked them 10 and 6. You did? Yeah. I'm going to check well, the tape on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's check the tape. <laughs> 10 and 6 this year, and I was being nice about that because I was going to give them a chance. Uh to get Bruce Arians in here and change the mentality. But I think these guys are born into that mentality already from what he did in the um, Indianapolis Colts as an intern and was coach of the year as an intern, only time that's been done. Um, but did you see um, that game? It was interesting. End of the game, Pagano and uh, Arians, it, it seemed like Pagano just didn't want to be a part of that shaking hands at the end of the oh, game. Oh, sure. Yeah, but that's, you know. Because, I mean, he might be looking at a better coach across the, across the field. Who had his team winning yeah. last year? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what a difference a year make though. But you know, he has the Arizona Cardinals. They bought into his uh, philosophy. They bought into the system, um, and they're doing all this with a, with a suspect, in my opinion, offensive line. Yeah, well, you have Jonathan Cooper that got hurt, and yeah, it is suspect. They traded Levi Brown away, so they're kind of they don't really have an identity, but they're doing all right. And with it, if you have a run game, if you have a a, a run game that can elude defenders. Like, if your offensive line is weak and you can still gain positive yardage, then that helps everything because you right. have to respect the run. And, but my question to you is, do you think that this game was kind of – it wasn't as impressive of a win as people think it was because Bruce Arians knows that whole playbook? Like, do you think that defense – he's like, well, here's the playbook, so learn this defense. Yeah, but those guys got to – I hear you. But those guys have to go out there and play. They have to go out there and line up. Um but I always love when coaches know each other or a coach comes from one place and he knows each. I, I've been a part of that you know, a couple of times where I, well, I know this team. This is where they run on offense. Here are their tendencies, and that team still find a way to beat you because you have to line up and play those games, and you can't second-guess yourself. And I think – and I can see the – I can see the, the way the Cardinals are on the field, the way they move, that they um, – you know, they, they, they're walking with some confidence. Like, they feel like every play could be the big play. Um, not just the score, but to change the momentum of uh, what's going on in the game. But every play can be that play. And you just see that the defense has always been there. I, I don't like when they say, well, the defense let us down. They, they, they could say that the, uh, the Denver Broncos defense let them down. They come, they come back from all those points. A lot of other things transpired in that game last night. But the Cardinals defense has always been right there. It's so much not a bend that don't break defense. Uh, but... They've right there. They kept him in football games. It's just when the offense turned the ball over, then it's, how many times can you play arena football? And by that, on a forty-yard line every time going in, yeah, and the offense didn't turn the ball over. Like Carson Palmer has been right. very good. I, he he was a Kurt Warner with regards to turning the ball over a lot, fumbled the ball a lot, um, but he's he's took care of the ball while he's resurrected Larry Fitzgerald's career, and their defense. I think two out of the last three weeks scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Like one was a fumble on like the two-yard line that was run back, and then uh, Carlos Dansby had a pick six yesterday. So being able to score a touchdown defensively helps so much with, with momentum that, uh, that obviously they just ran with it yesterday. You stopped me. We got two minutes f- before our first break. You stopped me when the game you want to talk about. 
New Orleans Saints beat the Falcons 17-13. Jaguars 13-6 over Texans. Texans about to find a way. Somebody's going to get fired. Uh, Chicago Bears get blown out by the Rams 21-42. Tie ball game. Green Bay Packers. Matt you know, Flynn quarterbacking. Uh, Minnesota Vikings 26-26. And I was over at Donovan's house last night. I should have asked him did he know there was a tie. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were they were down 23-7 when Matt Flynn came into the game. Right. And he brought him all the way back. Uh, that's He's their starting quarterback next week if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. Aaron Rodgers, uh, in that next week they're at Chicago. It's a good chance Aaron Rodgers may come back. Who knows what's going to go on. They're 5-5. Five and five. Who knows what's going to go on in these next six games. If Aaron Rodgers can come back, these guys, 5-5, five and five, they are at Detroit. Detroit, who's playing pretty good. Uh, one, another one of those up and down teams who's six and five, but they could easily be better than they are. But six and five is where they are. Um, if Aaron Rodgers get a chance to come back and play against a division opponent, he would be back. I think it was great sitting him out because he probably could have convinced them that he could have played this time. Mm-hmm. And what has it been? This that would be three weeks into up this into is the three point. weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're they're oh three and one, so four weeks since the game he went out against Chicago, right? And then two more games. So and then this, I think he would oh three and one because it's his um. It's his. Um, it's not his throwing shoulder, is it? No. Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers would be back, be back. But now we talk about Flynn, Matt Flynn. Now is he's a is he their solid backup? You yeah, can get rid uh, of yes. You can get rid of everybody else now. Yes. We shouldn't let you go. Yes. Well, we get you a chance to go out there and make some money on two or three different teams. Uh, three teams: Seattle, uh, Buffalo, Oakland. Oakland. Uh, yes, keep them. Keep him. Yeah, because he can throw. You need a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. You need a backup quarterback that has an arm because if nothing else, they, you can extend plays. You can, you can keep a vertical offense that Green Bay is known for, and you have those talented receivers. You've got to give them a chance to catch the ball. You can't have an Alex Smith as a backup. Is that the Green Bay Packers that always find a way to win? Because that ended up being a win for them um, coming back from that deficit. But they put up 19 points in two quarters, which is good. You've got to be able to score in the third quarter. I mean, third and fourth quarter. Fourth quarter especially. Uh, the Vikings scored six points. Oh, I'm sorry, seven po- ten points. Seven in the third, three in the, three in the fourth. And three in the overtime game. It wasn't enough uh, to get the job done, which they had that game under control. Uh, but the Green Bay Packers found a way to come back. Matt Flynn, come back, tie the, tie the football game. Yeah. Uh, the other game that, that is uh, the Panthers-Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, fourth and ten on their own 20. Carolina marching down. Cam Newton converted a fourth and ten from his 20. Mm-hmm. This kid's growing up. You know they're seven seven in a row. He looked awful in the first half. Right, um, I, and I want, and I do want to talk about that. I want to get to that because um, one of the things you mentioned he's growing up. But I want to I want to get a difference between his tech, his antics as growing up uh, to the all the other guys that we say are superstars. Um, and we won't dr- we won't dwell too much on that. But I do want to you know get your opinion on that. Quamla Sports Talk. Alex Clancy's in the studio. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to the Palmer Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio. It, it is a Monday, and we are talking football. Just got off the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay. We both agree that Matt Flynn, clean the house or everyone else you have, as far as backup quarterbacks are concerned. And Matt Flynn is that guy, and keep him that guy for extra two years longer than you should because he's coming back to save the day. He knows the – I thought they should have got him two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, this guy comes back so much richer than he left, and he played no games. He got $20 million guaranteed or whatever it was, $12 million guaranteed going to Seattle, didn't play it down. Went to Oakland, got a, got a little contract, got released. So he got a little bonus there, I'm sure. Buffalo. And then went to Buffalo for you know 15 minutes, got a little payment there, and now he's back to Green Bay. It's like he went around the world, got $15 million, and he's back in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Matt Flynn is the backup. Uh, down the road, we'll be talking about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers again. Hey, let's let's move on. San Diego Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs, forty-one thirty-eight. Chargers win that game. Want me to keep going? I mean, I think that was a that was an interesting win because it puts the Chargers in a forty-six uh, team tie for the second for the second playoff spot. Uh, because either obviously either Kansas City, unless they. Uh, catastrophically failed down the down the stretch, which I talked about a couple weeks you ago. Said they was, you said after that game they would they would lose a few and see how they respond after well, two games. Yeah, so and I said if they lose two or three in a row because they have Denver uh, next Sunday night, this Sunday night. So if they lose that game, that's three in a row. That's nine and three. That is that's danger zone for morale in that in that uh, franchise. Kansas City, they, Kansas City at Denver? No, I thought uh, no because they played they played in Denver. No, no, it's at home. It's at home. It's yeah. at home, but. And, and look at how well uh, Peyton Manning plays in cold weather. But if they lose that game, then there's, there's questions. Is, is Alex Smith our quarterback? 
What are we going to do? Is Andy can Andy Reid recover? So saying that, uh, the Chargers look great. You know, I, it, it's interesting because the as Charger fans, you're not used to Philip Rivers coming back and winning games. He put up 31 points in the last two quarters. Yeah, 31 and, points. That's, that's two, two receivers two, nobody's ever heard of right. before. That's two football games. 31 points is two football games, uh, and that can't happen when you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And they did have two key components go down on defense uh, as far as pass rush is concerned. Your secondary is still there. Yeah. Your secondary mindset is still there. And for someone to put up 31 points on the team, even if that team, the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Diego Chargers, in that conference, in that division, uh, up and down team, you got to find a way to win those games. Yeah. You was playing at home, and it is tough to win in Arrowhead. It's tough to win in Arrowhead, but you still have to line up and play. Phillip Rivers goes in there and throw for 392 yards, three touchdowns, and get it done yeah. on the road. And he looks good. He's still, he's still happy. He still loves football. Um, I guess everyone's that way when you win. Because I can see the other side of Phillips when he loses, the, the questions and the, the answers to those uh, somewhat different. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, he's been doing this mostly all year. He's been doing it most of the year, but the difference here is that they've been getting they've been getting production out of Ryan Matthews and the running game. Ryan Matthews predominantly. Danny Woodhead has done a little bit here and there. He scored some touchdowns. Ronnie Brown is old, and he's not doing what he normally would do on third down for them. But Ryan Matthews is starting to get the ball, getting the ball down the field, not fumbling the ball. He's slowly starting to become the running back that people had hoped that he would be coming out of college. And with the help of a running game in San Diego, it makes them so much better. Because since, since LT left, they haven't had a running game. Right. They and really I, I, haven't. And I, don't, I never thought Matthews was the answer. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Well, coming out of college, he was highly touted coming out of college. Yeah. He had a fumbling problem. He has an injury problem. And he had an injury problem. Um, so, but yeah, if you start coming to his own a little if bit. If you can run the football... You balance out your offense. You balance out your team. You keep defenses honest. Uh, and I want to get into that as far as running the football later on, where we talk about the, the Monday night football game. I mean, sorry, the Sunday night football game uh, that we just witnessed because the Denver Broncos ran the football at a high level. Uh, no, Sean Marino had a great day. And we'll get into that. And I don't think you could lose game when, you, when you're doing it like that. But the, uh, the Chiefs can balance. I mean, sorry, not Chiefs. The San Diego Chargers can balance out their offense with their running game, which they haven't had, as you mentioned, since LT, uh, not consistently. New York Jets, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, pulled, <laughs> they pulled out the game that they should have won. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat yeah. the Detroit Lions. They're so two-faced. This is, the Lions? Yeah. It's also the Tampa Bay. Remember, and these three, they Tampa Bay sitting three and eight. They got Carolina. They're at Carolina next week. I don't know if they're going to have uh, uh, the Revis, but – this is a team that led. They're three and eight, so they play eleven games. For eight games, they are they have led most of these games. Didn't win them all, but you see the testament or the most of the will. And sometimes you got to learn how to win close games. Sometimes you got to learn how to keep a lead. Um, and that's just not the players. Let me say, when I say this, I'm talking about the coaches. Coaches start to tense up. Um, it's it's kind of like I hate when someone goes into a prevent defense or a prevent offense. And just you just find a way to prevent yourself from winning. Yeah. So I, so they have to learn how to win these games. So uh, when they're leading them, especially in the fourth, third, and fourth quarter, find out what's going with that. Steelers twenty-seven, the Cleveland Browns eleven. Steelers win this game. They are at Baltimore. Uh, this is a game that they have to win. Steelers need to win this game. And this is another team that's tied five and six for the wild card spot. Right. Tennessee technically has to do all the tiebreakers right now, but right. I'm sure that'll change. Tennessee beat, beat Pittsburgh. Um, we don't know who. Tennessee is going to be. We don't know who Cincinnati is going to be. Cincinnati is playing um, 
Minnesota, not Minnesota, but they had, um, who they play next week? The Chargers. They're playing the Chargers at the Chargers next week, so we don't know. No, I think that game is on the road. But we'll find out. No, no we'll they play in San Diego. They play in San Diego. Uh-huh. The um, Carolina Panthers-Miami Dolphins game. Before we went into break, you were talking about Cam Newton and his maturity or or his growth as a quarterback. Um, Twenty to sixteen, they ended up winning this game, and it came down to came down yeah. to the end to the yeah. wire. Uh, Forty three seconds left. Cam Newton threw a touchdown pass. Um, he had an awful first half. I think it was uh, fifty five yards passing, like five of thirteen or five of eleven for fifty five yards. He turned it on in the run game in the second half. He's, his passes got crisper. Uh, Steve Smith is. It's still the Steve Smith that everybody knows and loves or hates. Uh, Greg Olson was a great addition for them a couple years ago. I don't know why Chicago ever let him go, um, but they, you know, he's he's learning how to come back from games. He's, I mean, granted the defense is so much better than they were last year. I mean, leaps and bounds. They're scoring touchdowns. They're getting they're pressuring the quarterback. Um, if it weren't for two broken plays to Mike Wallace, this game might have been a blowout. So, I mean, Cam Newton, his numbers weren't great. He only threw for 175 yards. But when it came down to it, he led the team on an 80-yard drive to win the game. Right. Those are Christian Ponder numbers. <laughs> I like to see I like to see um, in his maturity that he started taking better care of the football. Uh, the last game they played against the Patriots, I thought he had a lot of throws that were overthrown um, behind the receiver. And at this point, I don't know who the quarterback coach is. I easily can find that out. I don't know who the quarterback coach is, but he has to mature as far as the passing. Um, the guy can run. He can evade, evade um, uh, pressure. We saw, we saw that. And then make something happen with his legs. Uh, but I don't want him turn into what they turn Donovan into, RG3 to, Michael Vick to, um, any quarterback that can run. Have him sit in the pocket. Jake Plummer turned had got turned into that guy. They was more dominant, more successful uh, to the team, in my opinion. Um, so most offense coordinators have a structure set of how they want their offense to run. That's sitting in the pocket. But you put a lot of pressure on defense when you got a quarterback that can move. Also, when you got quarterbacks that can move and throw, uh, pass the football. Yeah. There's, there's some throwers and there's some passers, and there's a huge difference, in my opinion, of the two. Uh, but Cam Newton has to be a better passer than he is he could throw the football with the best of them yeah and i think he's learning to not just his rookie year he just took off mm-hmm. when he's like okay first first guy's not open i'm gonna take off that obviously heightens the risk of injury etc cetera, etc cetera. this time when there's a broken play and when he sees the secondary uh, leaking back towards his receivers and he sees 10 or 15 yards of open space that's when i'll run it you know, and he showed he had a couple huge runs last game where he didn't get touched he just ran right out of bounds mm-hmm. and that was it with if that's how it's going to be then I'm totally okay with him running the ball, and he and again, this has been scaled back immensely run, run from when you. there are no unless it's fourth and one, there are no uh, structured runs for him. No, he just gets it out of the offense or broken plays or when nobody's open. That's crazy. Any offensive coordinator structure a uh, fourth and one run for a quarterback other than a quarterback sneak or dive. Uh, it's crazy. He just does a quarterback <laughs> off tackle like they right. did one. They did one yeah. to the left yesterday because he what is he six five so, six five two forty five. Yeah, he's six five. He can fall for two yards. Yeah. He can fall for two yards. But I, I don't have a problem with him running as long as it's not out of panic, not panic mode or lack of confidence. And, yeah, and I don't think he – I think he has confidence now. But that's his first year. It was lack of confidence of can I get this ball as a receiver running and throw in stride. But now he's sitting back in the pocket. And I also thought the offensive coordinator had him passing the ball too much his first year. 
uh, when they had that running, they still have the running back uh, by committee that any team would love to have. Use that thing, use the running game to open up a whole lot of things. Cam Newton could do passing the football, and that would have helped his maturity a great deal. He he looks like the quarterback we thought he would look back. He looked like the quarterback that was a playmaker or a quarterback franchise quarterback that we saw at Auburn. Um, but it, it, it takes time, you know. With all, we always talk about with the emergency of a lot of these quarterbacks, like a luck come in and can play right away in certain systems. Um, we want everybody, every quarterback to come in and be successful right away. Maybe it takes time. I'm not a quarterback guru. I, I don't, I don't sit and watch quarterbacks like you know John Gruden does. But uh, I, I do believe it takes time to get your stride. You may have a great first year, like RG3 did, but you're gonna come back because you're just playing off raw talent. You gonna come back, and teams gonna get a grasp of what you do best, and they're gonna take that away from you. Yeah, absolutely. And Cam Newton, I think, is ahead of the curve with all of these guys. This is his third year. He is so far ahead of the curve of Kaepernick. He's got a year and a half on Kaepernick. He's got a year and a half on on uh, RG three. Andrew Luck is different. Andrew Luck will never have a slump. Uh, he's always going to be the same quarterback. He's just going to get better. Is Ruck, he? Is he? He's having a slump now. I don't think so. I mean, he's I think wrong. that they, look at all. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's out now. He has a depleted receiving core. <laughs> he has Kobe Fleener that now the defenses are focusing on because that's his outlet. Uh, his running game is awful because Donald Brown is he's not a feature back, and Trent Richardson that looks to be a fantastic trade for Cleveland. They must have known something that Indy didn't. Well, Cleveland uh, got some first picks so they can get a quarterback. Yeah, and well, I think that's what that trade. Well, was they about. need a lot. They have receivers yeah, now. Yeah, so they can get a quarterback in this draft. Uh, speaking of quarterback, um, Aaron um, uh, for Georgia, the quarterback yeah, for Georgia, Aaron Murray. Mary is uh, out for the season. Now, I, I thought it was a great trade for Cleveland, um, and I thought it looked like, like as you mentioned, that it would work out, be beneficial for the Indianapolis Colts because they needed a running game. But it's not turning out that way. Their running game is inconsistent. They Indianapolis Colts are 74. 74, they at Tennessee, which is going to be another tough game. This is almost like a back-to-back game with them playing Tennessee. And that closes the gap there. That changes everything it's two game in that conference. Right now. Yes. Uh, th- this is a wild-card game for and this is how they approach it. The playoff wild card game when the Colts play the Tennessee Titans and the next game on December 1st, that is. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he was he's – he's not Andrew Luck from last year. No one has to stay the same. What a difference a year made. No one stays the same. Um, but I thought he was better last year. I thought he was a lot better last year. Now he has a grasp. He has leadership roles. He has to be accountable for because now he's he is one of those leaders. He can be looked at as one of those leaders. He did lose Reggie Wayne, which is a huge part of what um, he used last year. Another veteran guy, leadership, who kind of mentor uh, Luck, getting into that system, getting into the NFL. Um, but we knew he was a different guy, Andrew Luck. We knew he was going to come in, be somewhat successful, where teams would win behind him, uh, at the, behind him at the center. Um, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, 24-21. I thought the Giants would win this game. Uh, they tried. They pulled off some numbers in the fourth quarter. They got eight points in the fourth quarter to Giants three. Um, and one of those games, you're just waiting for Tony Romo to mess up. It didn't happen. This is twice this year. Tony Romo had a great game. Tony Romo puts up 250 points. He distributed the ball well. Uh, the only thing I see with the Giants, def- uh, the Dallas, is their defense is still somewhat suspect. Um also, the um, Des Bryant, he put up good numbers. If I can get nine receptions for 102 yards, I wouldn't complain about that. But I don't need all the antics. He also had a fumble, which is uh, put the ball away. You, you've, you've done your job. You caught the ball. You got the first down. 
Put the ball away. Get tackled. I know you exceptional. He is an exceptional player. He is an exceptional player. But um, put the ball away instead of making us third and 20 or second and 20. Yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate that Sean Lee can't stay on the field because he's, he's starting to become a Pro Bowl uh, middle linebacker. For Dallas, he always leads the league and ta- always leads the team in tackles. Always puts pressure on the quarterback. He's great in coverage, but he can't stay on the field. I think he's tore his ACL one year. He hurt his knee the next year, and he, he's off. I, he's not out for the for the year this year, but he's out two to three weeks. It's just a hamstring, and they need right him. Here, it was man. something. It was something somewhat minor. Yeah, but still debilitating. But it, it seemed like um, well, he knew right away because I watched that play when he got his hamstring. He missed a tackle for one. Um, then he popped up. Then he grabbed his leg right away. So he knew something was wrong. Um, but a guy who gets hurt, um, and he plays with a passion that you would want the other ten guys on that field with you play with. He's all over the field. He makes plays. Unfortunately, he needs to stay consistently on that field. Injuries happen in this game, um, and guys gonna get hurt. It's a matter how they bounce back when that happens. You know, one one thing about I saw a number that was ridiculous to me after all the things that Tony Romo messes up in the fourth quarter and whatnot. Tony Romo, 102.9 fourth quarter passer rating is highest all time. Yeah, yeah. Even with all of the bad crap that he does in the fourth quarter, he still has the highest passer rating for the fourth, in the fourth quarter of all time. Tony Romo. It's crazy to me. Tony Romo gets a lot of flack because he has a star on his helmet. Uh, they say Dallas is the American team. I used to believe that when I was a Dallas fan. It's a Jerry Jones team. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't believe this American team. That's, that, them days are done. Um, who, who is? Is there one? There's, there's not one. The Saints? It's, no. What, the Saints was looked at as an American team because of what happened in Katrina. I'm talking about that Dallas mantra that they had forever, America's team. Pre-Jerry Jones? Yes. So, yes. Well, I, don't, I don't know who, who would be now. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it wasn't a circus before. But when Jimmy Jones – was it Jerry Jones held a press conference in 94 or 95 – and said that he traded for this person instead of the GM. That's that's when it's well. He's the GM and the owner, right? So when he said that he traded for it and didn't let Jimmy Johnson speak, that that a, was it. That separated the coach and the GM. That was it. Yeah, or the coach and the owner, uh, and you brought some division, some uh, dissension in the ranks. Uh, which is, just stay away, stay on the sideline. And I'm seeing a lot of owners. Let me say, well, Mark Cuban's one, but he's a fan. He's not wearing a suit to games. He's wearing a raggedy T-shirt, and he's worth three billion, ten billion dollars. Right, but he and he's staying in the he's staying in the uh, audience and the crowd yeah. as a fan. But I saw the Cardinals uh, owner come down the side. I'm like, where where did this come from? I'm starting to see a lot of owners come down. I'd rather be, I'd rather not be seen, and and but seen putting a gr- I'd rather be seen putting a great product on the field that the fans would love to pay these ticket prices to come watch. Um, you don't have to come. We know who you are. We don't have to come down. Um, and I'm not talking about the Cardinals owner. I'm talking about every owner who owns the team. It is your team. You can do what you want to do. But no one comes to watch the game for the owner. Yeah. But Jerry Jones thinks he does because he puts so much. He wants to bask in the glory of this big stadium, uh, this big stadium that I put together with your tax money. Um, but I don't think owners need to be on the sideline. If Jerry Jones is wearing a sweatsuit and not a suit, I think even that would be a, would be a, an improvement. If he was wearing a Cowboys like a blue mesh Cowboys sweatsuit on the field, looking like one of the team as opposed to being the guy that signs your paychecks, like standing right behind you, yeah, Al Davis. yeah. Say what you want about Al Davis, but at least he just wore a sweatsuit all the time. Al Davis, yeah, none of his clothes fit, so he had to wear <laughs> he had to wear a sweatsuit. Yeah, but Jerry Jones wearing this ten thousand dollars suit on on a football field, it's yeah. I mean it's ridiculous. That's the start. Let's get into this. All right, that's Dallas. Uh, they end up putting off. 
New York Giants four and seven. They need to win out to even make the East look good. And hopefully, uh, if Dallas, if the NFC East stays what it was, up and down, up and down, uh, the Giants may have a chance. But they were hot. They were the hot team for a while, along with Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals. Carolina is still hot. Cardinals are still hot. Cardinals has to go out there on the road. Cardinals have been winning a lot of games on the road, by the way. They've been winning. They went to Jacksonville. They won on the road. Um, that was ooh, that's a good one, Jacksonville on the road. Yeah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville hot right now. They, they beat, <laughs> then they just beat somebody. They beat uh, let me tell you who they beat. They beat the Texans. Okay, two hot teams. Texans are trying for the number one overall pick. <clears throat> 0 at halftime. You don't score any points in the third quarter. The Denver Broncos, New England Patriots game. Denver Broncos traveled to New England to play this game and through a couple mistakes. Three turnovers, they were able to capitalize and put up seven, 24 points. Game goes into – they go into the locker room at halftime. It is 24-0. The New England Patriots come out and put up 24, 21 points. So it's 21-24, and now the game is – now we're looking at two different ball games. Yeah. You know, thank you, New England Patriots and Denver Broncos, for the treat of getting a two-for-one. <laughs> we watched the Denver Broncos offense, what we thought it would be. Um, I was a – I was right on in the arguments I was having as I was watching this game with a bunch of guys who say they know football. Um, well, one obviously does because he played in the league for 15 years. Oh, Donovan? Yeah. 13 years. That's what I said. Um, yeah, well, I wasn't arguing with him, but we both agreed on the same thing, that his arm is, Peyton's arm is not, and that, in those conditions, and that win, in those conditions, coming off what he came off, um, he doesn't have enough power to throw the ball. I said for 15 yards, 12 to 15 yards, he has no zip on his balls after that. Yeah, but that's fine. You can make excuses all you want. He can't win in cold weather. I'm not making excuses. Yeah, but, I mean uh, he could. He couldn't win in cold weather when he was healthy. He couldn't win. Can, he's four and ten against Tom Brady, and the first half made Peyton look good because they were winning. Peyton had nothing to do with those scores. It was the no. fumble. It was the fumble return by Von Miller for a touchdown. Right. It was the strip fumble and then a run by by uh, what's his name by Noshawn Moreno. Mm-hmm. He threw a touchdown pass, but it was. Off it was brought up off a fumble by Stephen Ridley. Yep. So Peyton Manning, you know, that's great that they scored points, but he literally had nothing to do with it. And then, I guess, at the end of the game, he brought him down, and Demarius Thomas scored a touch. So he had one drive. I don't understand why it got colder, and then everybody started playing better in the second half. I, because it's, well, it was 23 it, degrees, and nobody could catch the ball. Like yeah. Shane Vereen, that wheel route, yeah. Shane Vereen just fell off his tips. That could have been a touchdown. That could have been uh, – he could still be running right now. That ball came off, but he tried to do too much. And he has uh, a cast on his hand, but – Catch the ball. Yeah. They put you in the game. Put it in your you, chest. You caught the ball all practice with a cast on your hand. So catch the ball. I, I, that was a confident throw. He laid it out there for him. It wasn't anything on it. He laid it out there for him where he just grab, just bring it in and run out of bounds if you have to. Well, we had, we trying to get ourselves backed out of that end zone, uh, which was, um, I would think, was Tom Brady's um, uh, intentions. They come out and put up 21 points in the third quarter. That was Tom Brady. That was what Tom Brady and that was off turnovers also because it wasn't exactly because it wasn't um uh anything that defense was trying to stop them as far as uh, the Broncos they was coming off turnovers so it flip flop uh, for two halves third quarter fourth quarter was uh you got to put up points if you're the Denver Broncos you can't have the highest scoring offense you have and not put up any points if they put up any points in the third quarter this ball game is over any but they they goose egg twenty one points for the Patriots. Patriots comes in the fourth quarter, put up 10 points to the seven. Uh, so we go in overtime. Yeah. We go in overtime, and here's what here's the 
here's the situation as far as a punt return. Now, Wes Worker is has done it for many years for every team he's played for, San Diego, Miami, New England, Denver. Uh, he, he's a shorthanded guy. In my opinion, he's a shorthanded guy. That's why they put him back there because they do have a punt returner. Uh, but with the wind blowing, the, the dynamics of the ball change. Everything changes. Um, but there is a call, fire, fire, Peter, Peter. There is a call that has to be made. And when that call is made, guys don't run. You don't run to the center of the field. You run to the sideline of the field to get away from it. Um, and then I see, I saw some interviews as far as Wes who were talking about. Maybe he could have did a better job. He's taking the onus on himself. That's okay, being a captain, being one of the leaders. He's taking on himself. Maybe he should have made the fire call a lot sooner, a lot sooner. When you hear the fire call, you stop. Yeah. Because they're not running full speed at that point because they're getting closer and closer to West, so they need to be in position to block. Get to the sideline so it hits the um, – it hits uh, Tony, was it Tony Carter? Yep. Hits Tony Carter. Patriots get the ball, kick a field goal, win the game. Game over. And game this over. was headed to a tie. Right. It is only a minute and a half left. With Dre Holiday, I think his name is the normal kick returner or punt returner for uh, Denver. For Denver. So lefty punter, wind equals a young returner can't return kicks anymore that yeah. he's been doing his whole year, yeah. doing his whole career. I don't understand that. I, I that don't, that's one thing because he muffed the first one. Yeah. He wasn't even close. He muffed the first one, recovered it, but and, and then they pulled Wes Welker back there. I thought this was a great opportunity to keep Holiday back there and find out what you really have in the guy. He's on a roll. He muffed the first one. See where his confidence is. How I say he having twenty twenty? If he would have did it again, then this just the result would have been the same anyway. Yeah. But let that guy grow up. Let him build. Don't. It's everybody can grow where it's comfortable. I think a lot of guys grow and understand the game on the road. I didn't realize how big of a deal it was to have a left-handed kicker with, with the spin and the everything. I just as, didn't even think about it. Same as the quarterback. The ball spins different. Yeah, the ball great. spins different, but. These guys lose the game, and, and, and now the Broncos are in Kansas City. Um, both of them come off the uh, losses. Both of these guys are 9-2. This is a chance to take advantage of uh, – I thought the Kansas City Chiefs had a better chance to take commanding lead of the uh, AFC West if they would have beat the Chargers and then have the Broncos coming into their home and they beat the Broncos. Because I, I did say they was going to split a win anyway. And this would have been a great chance for the Kansas City Chiefs to do that. The Broncos are in Kansas City. Both of those guys are nine and two. December first game. It's going to be cold there too. It's going to be cold there. So as a night game, that's going to be cold. <laughs> I still have the Kansas City Chiefs pulling that one off. Um, now, what you was trying to see with the Kansas City Chiefs losing three games to see how they respond to it. This can easily be a nine and three team at the end, by the end of next week. The Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots. I, nothing's in their way as far as um, their record, as far as their next opponents are concerned. They have Houston, Texas, two and nine. They have the Cleveland Browns, four and seven. Miami Dolphins, five and six. Who had them on the ropes uh, the first game they mm-hmm. played, and maybe Baltimore, maybe Baltimore, maybe Baltimore, who's five and six, if they can get on a little run. And Baltimore, at best, could be nine and seven. So Baltimore and Pittsburgh play next week. Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah, so that I mean that oh that they play on uh, Thanksgiving, so that's a night game for Thanksgiving. So that say Baltimore wins that they're six and six. If Cincinnati loses to the Chargers, then I mean Baltimore's right there. The, yeah, this is the closest season top to bottom for teams. There's no runaway teams anymore. And we can't talk about Flacco uh, not having a Ray Lewis. In yeah, he's defense. got he needs a chance. He, he's got a chance. This is defy him. Um, I think he will have plenty of opportunities to do that. But with the team they have in it, no Ray Rice, no running game. 
Um, I think you still have a uh, serviceable receiving core. But with this, uh, Flacco going into the rest of this season, rest of this year, um, could define of putting that team on his back and get them, getting them in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Considering how they started. Yeah, well, and Jacoby Jones is back, so he has yeah. somebody alongside uh, Torrey Smith to throw the ball to. Right. Uh, you right. have Dallas Clark. You have, you know, an old veteran at, at tight end. The running game, Ray Rice will have his moments. Yeah. I think that when it comes down to it, in cold weather, when you have to run the ball, Ray Rice will deliver. Need to protect the ball. Uh, don't turn the football over in uh, November and December. You can find yourself winning football games. Uh, but that's the New England Patriots schedule. Texans, Browns, Dolphins, and the uh, Ravens. They should win three out of four of those games. Yeah. Three out of four of those games they should win. I'm not saying that Miami is a, a clincher. Miami can find a way to play them tough. Miami do play defense over there. Um, but one of those games, if they can put them all, all four of them out, that's even better. Uh, then they somewhat control the AFC. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we talk some um, – a little bit more football, Monday night football, and we get into some basketball. Derrick Rose is out for the year. Kobe getting 45 mil over two years. Kobe getting paid. Extension. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, baby. Or 50. Kwamalas Sports Talk. Alex Clancy will be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter in studio. We've been talking about football all day today. I do want to touch on uh, the BCS, the new rankings coming out. ASU is number 12 overall, which is fantastic for them. Todd Graham's done a great job this year. Almost gave up the game last 
uh, this past Saturday due to, in my opinion, questionable of third and fourth quarter play calling, throwing the ball when they shouldn't, not eating up clock when they when they should be. But they squeaked it out, so uh, that warrants them a number 12 ranking. USC is up at 23 now. I mean, it's fantastic for them. Coach O did a great job there. What I do want to talk about is the top four. Alabama 1, Florida State 2, that hasn't changed. Ohio State has jumped up percentage-wise, so they're closer to Florida State than they were last week. I don't understand this. I've been saying in nauseam for the past whole football season uh, that Ohio State is overrated. Auburn moves up to number 4. So they're 10-1. and one. They play Alabama next week. Auburn, Alabama might throw this whole BCS thing for a total loop. Now what I mean by that is if Alabama loses to Auburn, that puts Florida State and Ohio State at number 2 and 3, all things, all things uh, being considered. And I'm going to give you a stat that blew my mind. Ohio State, the teams that they've played this year have a combined record of 54 and 69. And they're still number three in the country. I give that to Ohio State's legacy, the horseshoe, and Urban Meyer. That's the, those are the only three reasons why they're still why they're still number three in the country. If Joe Schmo was coaching Ohio State, they'd be at least five right now, in my opinion, with all the big wins and the big teams that other other top ten teams have played. I just hope Alabama beats Auburn, so there's not even a question. Hope Florida State wins out, so there's not even a question that it'll be Alabama Florida State in the in the national championship game. Is that the game? Is that the game you're looking for, Alabama, Florida State? I'm, I just don't want Ohio State, and that's the one that it'll have to be if, unless unless Alabama, unless uh, Ohio State loses to Michigan State last game of the year, which they probably will. I hope that happens. They have Michigan, which is always I think it's in the big house this year, so that's another one. But don't you see this? Don't you see Auburn and Florida State playing for the national championship? I don't see how, I don't see how Ohio State gets in. Alabama. Wins. They what, what if what if they lose to Auburn though? Because they could lose to Auburn. Oh, I know. I'm saying, but I'm saying I don't see how Ohio State can get in. They could lose to Auburn, but Auburn. We talk now. We can really use this uh, political nonsense that they use all the time as far as the conference are concerned. Auburn beats Alabama. That puts them at number three. That moves Ohio State to number four. Um, In theory, but that's not going to happen. It's the same thing when they set out that uh, they had a bye week. They moved them back. Which I don't agree no, with. No, they moved up. Ohio State moved up because Oregon beat Stanford. or One of those two teams lost. They moved up on a bye uh, week. Stanford beat Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, they moved up on a bye week. When, and Baylor won two that week. And they both yeah. Ohio State both moved up. And Baylor they had moved. no business losing the other day. Um, Auburn beating Alabama in this game coming up. They'll probably play each other in the SEC. Who plays in the SEC championship? It'll be Auburn, right? Auburn will play one of those. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I gotta look this up. Yeah, look it up. But Auburn will play somebody that's the SEC championship, and they will probably lose that game. They're not gonna take Alabama. Alabama. So does the- that move out? If Alabama loses a game and then wins the SEC championship game, does that bump them back up to number two? That's what happened. Um, that's what happened. Um, last year wasn't it, or the year before? Yeah, but you haven't had a team. You haven't had something this close. Uh, percentage number wise with the BCS. This is a game I wouldn't mind going to Alabama Auburn game. I wouldn't not mind being sitting in that on the side, standing on the sideline, um, seeing that game. Uh, real quickly, speaking of sidelines, uh, Chandler High School and Hamilton High School will play tonight. They postponed all um, high school football games last week because of the weather. Fields were totally wet. Um, 
the game tonight is at I want to say seven seven thirty. It's gonna be freezing cold at uh, Highland. So I'll be at that game. Don't come bother me because I'm gonna be looking at the game. But Chandler High School and Hamilton High School. Way to be so, way to be inviting. Yeah, well, don't come bother <laughs> me. But okay, Alabama, Florida State, Ohio State, Auburn, Missouri. Missouri could have controlled their own destiny. They lost. Who they lose to? South Carolina State. They had that game. Not State, but South Carolina. They had that game um, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. You got Clemson, Oklahoma State, Stanford, Baylor, South Carolina. Yeah, so I mean, and Missouri has Missouri has Texas A and M. What's the difference week? between Michigan State and Ohio State? Michigan State is um, they lose to Notre Dame. They ten and one. Ohio State is eleven and one. The conf- eleven and zero. The conference is what it is. Maybe because they're saying they haven't lost. Ohio State haven't lost since two years ago, a year and a half ago. So they can, you know, you put them at three for consistency. Uh, I go back to Baylor. Baylor didn't lose games for two years, and they could never get in the top five. Yeah. I mean, in Fresno State. I mean, it, that, not Baylor, but Boise. I, Boise. Boise, but yeah, Boise. I, and I said Fresno, yeah. Boise. So, Boise State played a better, better uh, schedule than Ohio State has the past two years. Yet they used to drop when they would go on a buy, and they would get jumped when good teams would beat other good teams. Didn't, so this is urban. This is Ohio. This is it's Ohio State. That's the reason why this is happening. Then Boise beat Ohio State in a bowl game out here. Some, no, they some, beat um. They beat Oklahoma. Oh yeah, they beat Oklahoma. That was one of the best football games of all time, with the Hail Mary and then the, the, Statue, the uh, of no the Statue, Statue of Liberty. Liberty. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's say this: our team, and uh, since you live in Arizona, this is our team. Arizona State is thirteen. Arizona State people are buying tickets for this to hope to hope for them to host the Pac-10 championship. Oh, if, I hope they don't lose to Arizona today, uh, this Saturday. No, they're not going to lose to Arizona. Arizona with that running with that running back who who is now an outside chance to win the Heisman <laughs> with all the stuff that's been going on up top ASU they're sitting in 13th which you could they're 10 in they're 9 and 2 ASU 9 and 2 mm, I guess if you look at the schedule they are where they're supposed to be um more importantly though they win this game against um Alab- this is the both of these teams one team could be one in ten, another could be eleven and zero. It's still a game to go watch. Yeah, the rivalry game. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's still a game to go watch. But I would be pulling for Arizona State in this game just so the Pac-10 is here. Yeah, I mean, and they could win. So they say they win, they beat Arizona, and then they go play Stanford for the Pac-12 championship. That could be two top ten teams playing for the Pac-12 championship, and we haven't seen that besides Stanford and Oregon. You haven't seen a top ten team besides that since in recent USC. history since USC's fallen off. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, they could USC. They might be a top fifteen team going into the regular season next year, which is uh, which is interesting. That, yeah. That's good. We gotta keep an eye on this. We gotta really. We might have to start posting some stuff about this because this is some stuff to follow. And Arizona State. It's so important. The preseason rankings that really are based on nothing besides besides uh, signings. The however many five star guys you have come in, and you know whatever who left and and who you still have. If Arizona State puts up a good showing in the Big Twelve in the Pac twelve championship game, win or loss, mm-hmm. they could be a top ten team preseason next year right. if Taylor Kelly stays. So that is an advantage that not a lot of schools get every year. I mean, you have the top tier teams that always have that. So if you start preseason top ten, you have a lot less work to do to be there at the end. You can't lose games, but you don't have to win as many games by in blowout fashion to get up there. Right, so that's fantastic for ASU. That's I mean, something we need to watch. And unfortunately, we got we got to clock out of here. But let's say this: um, Kobe Bryant, two year extension, forty five million. Kobe played um, hard at practice the last week. 
So we will probably see him next week or so in a in a full on basketball game. Hopefully he takes his time. His competitive edge is juices, but he's smart. He's a veteran. Hopefully he takes his time. Stay out of the paint when you get beat up, and you, that Achilles is a whole lot different than a knee. Derrick Rose uh, is out for the season. Uh, had his meniscus. He wouldn't have done his meniscus. So now I like to really see the Chicago Bulls going to be fine because they did it without him. They just won't win the championship, but the, they'll be fine as far as the playoffs concerned. They have a defense. Now, I want to see how this guy really respond to mentally. He might not. He might not. Two years in a row. Poor guy. We'll talk a little bit more basketball. Derek Rowe, we'll, go, we'll get into uh, Kobe's contract. Alex will. And um, Mark Cuban, I think it's Mark Cuban, doesn't mind HGH doing rehab. Quam Lots Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll see you guys tomorrow, same time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.